On this episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we continue Trome, discussing the Toxic Avenger Part 2 with special guest Jessica Olsman from The Bob and Tom Show. Welcome to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, a movie podcast that features hosts Brandon and Cullen discussing a film considered but not limited to being a cult classic. The episode you are listening to will include plot spoilers and may contain harsh language. Follow CC Cavalcade on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen to the show on cultcinemacavalcade.com, iTunes, and anywhere podcasts are found. As long as the Toxic Avenger lives, we will be prevented from achieving our goal. If I go to Japan and talk to my dad, I can work things out? Yes! This is Cult Cinema Cavalcade. This is episode 76. Yes, we're back on track till I screw up the count again. This is Brandon, and as always with me is your co-hoster and anti-anti-traumaton, Cullen. I'm ready to murder some people in Japan. And back again, claiming her second toxicity stone, a weekend DJ who adds millennial perspective, Jessica Altman. Well, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. Today we are here to discuss Toxic Avenger Part 2 from 1989. Cullen, how does peace get ruined in Tromaville? The Toxic Avenger is tricked into traveling to Tokyo to search for his estranged father, leaving Tromaville open to complete domination by an evil corporation. The Toxic Avenger Part 2 is directed by Lloyd Kaufman and Michael Hertz and stars Ron Fazio, John Atamura, Phoebe Lugera, Rick Collins, Mayaka Katsuragi, Jessica Dublin, Rikia. Yasuyaka and Michael Jai White. Good, welcome back. We had a lot of fun last time, but unfortunately, it's over. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we, we got a bit timely. We recorded an episode before this happens, but John Altamura, who played Toxie for a portion of this film, and the next, he passed away between recording that episode and this one. But he was fired from this movie and the second yes. and the third movie. Yes, he had a real attitude problem, and he didn't treat the woman that plays Claire in the movie. He didn't treat her really well, and just all the women in general. He was crappy to like the makeup artist too. He didn't like wearing. Yeah. He didn't like playing Toxie. Which, when you sign up for playing Toxie, what were you expecting? Yeah. Well, and also this is a lot easier than the first one, makeup wise, because it was just a mask yeah. that they pulled over their head, and there was, I had the robotic eye in there. That's the only thing that was. I mean, really... the most would have been like. Making it match your skin on your chest. That's yeah, about it. With the head mask, they don't even have to blend it into your right. chest. You got a shirt over it. So it was, I mean, it sucks. You and his a... arms have nothing but makeup on them. Like, and then not a detailed makeup job. It's just like, look, it's greenish. Yeah, like his forearms had stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was it. It wasn't that bad. So he got no. fired. John Altamora, like you said, a turd. So they had. <laughs> really disrespectful because he's dead but whatever he wasn't nice during this time period uh ron fazio was the stunt double so they thought like well he's got the mask on 
screw it, let's get rid of John and just have Ron Fazio do the rest of this. So the voice that you hear in this movie is Ron Fazio. Mm -hmm. Almost every time you see Toxie's lips moving, it's Ron Fazio. John Altamura, his voice might have got snuck in here a couple of times, but I think it definitely does happen in the third one, where it's just a couple of times for some reason, like Toxie's voice is different now. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly Ron, thankfully. Also noteworthy, Lloyd Kaufman says he's got one film to finish and his next one is the fifth Toxic Avenger film. We'll see. I mean, I waited forever. <laughs> I waited forever and I still haven't seen it of Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, which Volume 1 came out at least five years ago. At the end of it, it was like, coming soon. And they had scenes from this movie, yeah. and it's just now making small theatrical bookings to show. Where was this? Yeah. And so he has said, though, he is doing a fifth Toxic Avenger after he makes this film he's making now to pay for Toxic Avenger 5. Hmm. But there is also a, a remake of Toxic Avenger that's been in the works for ever for him like he's going to do a remake no, or someone no, else he sold okay. the rights to do for someone to make a, a remake yeah which, for hmm. a long time like new line was supposed to do it mm-hmm. i'm not sure who has the remake there's someone now, notable but... attached right now to like at least in pre-production on it but I don't know, like if lloyd kaufman and it's not trauma like do i want to yeah. see a toxic avenger that's i don't know not what trauma is or what to- you know i'll give just, it a chance and it's exciting just have, to just have blumhouse make it well, yeah it'll get done if blumhouse gets the rights to it two million dollars make your toxic avenger movie it'll make <laughs> five there done that's yeah. blumhouse model toxic avenger is a big deal there's yeah. uh, like a broadway musical about mm-hmm. it now and i'm not sure if the toxic crusaders cartoon came out it, it came out after r- these two movies after these yes. two movies it's, yeah and it is pretty clearly like based on these two movies and we can talk more about that when we get to the third one yeah but and it's a big deal it's trauma it's like mickey it's like, mouse you know? yeah it's jessica how you doing i'm doing great good you ready for more oh <laughs> <laughs> you were warned you're all like, no, i had to take it i had to time out and just be like, you know what, I'm going to watch the rest of this movie tomorrow because I was like, I am, I don't know. Something about number two. (laughs) (laughs) I guess number one set the bar really high. We'll let you in on this thing. I'm sure we'll talk about it plenty during this episode. But the reason that you probably felt that way (laughs) is because the Toxic Avenger part two, well, it got broken up into two movies. It was four hours. Yeah, they filmed so much footage they decided, hey, Let's make it two different movies. And instead of, I don't know, maybe making it a cliffhanger or something on the end of the second one, because even they had all the footage, they knew they were going to make three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So the third one was an editor and then like compose the music, you know, some other stuff, but you know, not that much more to do. So instead they just kind of said like, well, we need an ending. And that's how we got part two. Instead of just being an adult and saying, you know what, let's make one good movie. They did this. It did too, but the first one was like a swift hour, 22 minutes. Yeah. Which for that movie was maybe a little too long even for that. And that's a good, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah. This, the, what I watched, I watched the director's cut. I don't know what cut, what cut did you watch? Just what's on Amazon is that what might I watched. Be, it might be the director's cut. If it was in high definition, it was probably the, okay. which is, mine was an hour and 48 minutes. I think mine was that's around what that mine time. Was. Yeah. Which is yeah. 10 minutes longer than the theatrical, but still. What is 10 minutes at that point? This movie, yeah. this movie would have gone a long way being an hour 15. And I'm not even going to give it the 90 minute, hour and a half benefit of the doubt. An hour 15 would have gone a long way with this movie. <laughs> the bare minimum of a feature film length would have gone a long yeah. way for this. Well, these fight scenes, that's a... Um, should we just get into it or or what? I mean, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take, a, let's take a quick break and uh, hear from our friend, Tom LaBrie. Hi. 
Tom will be once again in the back room at our El Camino store. That guy in the background is someone I'm sure you've heard about by now. Lamar the Dummy. Almost go-handedly, he keeps this portion of the El Camino store stocked with damaged goods. Some of the items are floor samples that have dings, and we have creative beds too. But Lamar more than does his part to keep the back room in El Camino full of money-saving bargains. Visit us soon and ask to see Lamar. And with any luck at all, he'll be sick that day. And now, let's get back to the movie. We open this one. I had the Troma logo, but I didn't have the Troma music. I oh. had the Toxic Avenger theme song starting hmm. as the Troma logo was playing. The one on Amazon, it is the proper opening where yeah. it is the... I think I'm getting the original theatrical cuts here. And then later yeah, but, on home video. By that video, time they were using that opening. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Yeah, well, I mean, like it was that, the opening, but, but the I, music was the, the, the theme song right. starting. I, I was very worried when I started to watch it because the one on Amazon, the, this opening that we talked about with the cityscape, it was pretty dark. Oh, no. So I was real, real worried. That <laughs> yeah, got... mine, was, mine was really dark, too, okay, I think I remember. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to have another Nightmare Weekend issue. And, and then like the credits started like, oh, I can see everything. We're fine. I can enjoy. I can enjoy the movie as much as you can enjoy. <laughs> you are safe in this case. Yeah. Opening credits. I want to point out real quick that they had a very 1980s crossing over into the 90s color scheme Red- sequence with things. Day glow everything. Yeah, like yeah. a purple, the the neon green, and just shit that didn't go together and in, in little shapes and shit. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was like, but, wow, it, this is time. This is of its time right but, here. But it's that set to this kick-ass yeah. theme. They get you pumped for whatever you're going to get next. Which I was excited for seeing one. I was like, Toxic. all right, Toxie. He's, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're in for this. Yeah, well, yeah. and it's, it's so great about that song. It more or less just kind of tells you what happened in the first movie. <laughs> Toxie narrates us to Trumbull. His now dubbed Melvin Junko, which he was named... Junko to make him more believable with his Japanese backstory that's coming. Is that what it that's seriously what, was? That's what it was. Because I Ferd, had no idea. No one would believe someone named Ferd would be Japanese. But as we'll see, it didn't matter. It, no, it, 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 he could have taken his mother's name if his father ran off. Yeah, no like, one said that they, he ran off. Who's to say they ever gotten married? That could be Ferd could be his mother's name. I do mm-hmm. like Japanese stuff aside. Junko sounds more like a Troma name. Yeah. So I do like that, but Melvin Ferd the Third is kind of yeah. Too. It, I like yeah. that. But. It sounds kind of dweebish, which is obviously what he was. We, we go to Tromaville. He recaps us who he is and how he came to be. Tromaville is now a nice place to live with no criminals or corruption, and we see the town being happy. Random just, people and just, cheap just, streets, just dancing randomly. Yeah. So joyful. Yeah, like <laughs> that that doo doo boo doo boo doo boo doo. That is, appears to be just the music that is pumped into Tromaville all the time because they're <laughs> dancing to that song. They've just got little like, PAs everywhere out in the streets. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's that Tromaville has an official song. It's doo doo boo doo 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 boo doo. We don't walk down the sidewalk. You foxtrot or whatever <laughs> when you're moving. <laughs> Toxie mentions that all the important people in his life live in Tromaville and. They're so important. They've all been recast and some renamed. Uh, his mother, yeah. his mother, a, uh, his Freudian psychiatrist, and Claire, who is Sarah with a new name. Yeah, I mean, like a completely different personality as well. I mean, she's still blind and she's blonde and a woman. And 
That's about the only similarities between them, right? Yeah. I mean, the first one, we said this is kind of like a living cartoon comic book come to life. They really go all in with that in terms of their acting and and things like that. Here, Claire is just not what Sarah was in the last one. I mean, well, she is, but taken to a huge degree. Take all the dramatic chops out of any part that she had before and you yeah. just, you're left bug-eyed and the first one it goes from like being over the top blind to like this one where it almost feels like they're mocking blind people a little bit yeah, well, at I mean, times yeah i mean it's this is this is <laughs> like mel brooks this is much more in like mel brooks territory with character if you say so i guess <laughs> he now works as a concierge and athletic director at the center for the blind and he's been missing fighting crime. And there's a, a complaint from some woman about Toxie melting her silverware. And during this, we get an announcement from somebody over the, the intercom. Attention all blind people. Lunch is now being served inside. All blind persons, please find your way to the cafeteria. <laughs> I laughed. I thought that was really funny. I wrote it down. I laughed too. Yeah. I was like, LOL. <laughs> That's good. I won't there. do much of that throughout. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> I also wonder, like, if like a person with sight came up, like, ah, it's time to eat. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm hungry. Wait, you looked at your tray, asshole. (laughs) Get out of here. A limo that says Apocalypse Inc. rolls up, and a woman inside spots Claire. They send a gross guy with boils on his skin with a package to give to Claire from PUS, not UPS. PUS, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So a woman in a wheelchair grabs the guy as he tries to run away and he grabs a machine gun and shoots her. It's not just, funny. I don't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But, it just but, came out of nowhere. No, it really does. Yeah. Like, 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 oh, it's, it's happening now. Here we go. Yeah, he turns around and pulls out a gun. Like, literally, a, a, a She didn't see gun. it coming. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow. Uh. Plus one. It is... An absolute cartoon because he just yeah. he does turn around. He doesn't like reach into a bush or anything. He just turns around and now I have a gun. He didn't reach into his jacket. There's, no. there's nothing to it. This is America. Uh. <laughs> Claire hears this and comes screaming as the center for the blind blows the fuck up. Like all the budget in the movie is seen <laughs> in fire, right? And also in a trip to Japan. But this thing is just boom. That's a nice explosion. It is. Back in the 80s, trauma blew the hell out of everything. Yeah. And they looked a lot... Like, as time went on... Did they also sell fireworks on the side? Yeah, I don't know. Like As time went on, I guess they just couldn't afford the great pyrotechnic people. And there's still plenty of explosions, but they're just... They're earth-shattering in the earlier I mean, uh, this is like... This is equal to that Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood, when they blow up the house. At the end, it's like, holy crap! Where the camera shakes. This is like, with that, Yeah. yeah... So a construction guy gets out of the back of the limo and puts up a condemned sign in a future site of Apocalypse Inc. Toxic Chemicals Storage Area sign in the yard. <laughs> That's not how things work. You can't just blow no, something up. Like, yeah, well, yeah, we own it now. I mean, I guess with war you can, but this isn't a war. Yeah. That's a diff- Troma's War is a different movie than this. Toxie erupts from the rubble. He picks up the construction guy and tosses him. He takes the guy with the boils on his skin, puts him in, a, in the wheelchair, 
and then crushes it, making the guy's gut spill out, and he falls in half as Toxie rolls it away and throws the chair. Have either of you ever seen Death by a Wheelchair before? No. My first, <laughs> and it was interesting. Crunch. Yeah. Ugh. His head fell in like a string. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I just want to make sure that we're, we're getting this point across. He doesn't like run him over with the wheelchair. Toxie crushes his it. body yeah. with the yeah. wheelchair and guts he, like, closes it up. Yeah. It's gross. It's nice. So then Toxie goes back to the construction guy and he strangles him with vines, ripping his neck open. And then he stabs him in both eyes with roses. And then more strange people in suits pop out of a limo and they attack Toxie and he fends him off with his mop. His arms get ripped off, his face is smashed with a punch. More guys unload from the limo, including a Ku Klux Klan member, a Native American, uh, a globetrotter, uh, just a wild cast of characters. There's a dog man is one of them. And they surround him and then circle around doing a chorus line and a leg kick and he knocks them all out. He croquet mallets a guy down to his feet, smashing him, not into the ground, but smashes him into a little guy. And it's one of those... Um, you say like they're all in the circle around him. I just want to make sure people understand yeah. that like, he knocks them all down and then they get back they get up back again. Up for yeah. more. So to make the fight seem even longer. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> heads pop off. Bodies dance without heads. The Native American fights Toxie and he rips his ears off. Then speaks Native American slang into his ears. A guy with nunchucks and attacks. Uh, that's played by Michael Jai White in his first movie role, and he also served as a fight coordinator. He then has to leave for his piano lesson. Sure. Yep. Uh, A cross-dresser pulls an Uzi from between his legs, and Toxie bites the end off the gun and then eats the clip. The Ku Klux Klan member now attacks. Toxie rips his balls off. A dwarf comes at him. Toxie rolls him into a ball and slam dunks him. Two guys with Uzis then go to shoot him, but he jumps in the roof, and they shoot each other. Call back to the last movie. The two evil people in the limo, a woman and a guy with a beard, are they're bemiffed to d- decide to call a meeting with the board of directors. Toxie finishes this up by saving a baby from the tree. He gathers all survivors and takes down signs and finds Claire alive. And this whole fight scene is set to, it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. I don't know. Doesn't sound like fight music to me, no. does it? <laughs> Not exactly Mortal Kombat at all. Right. It's no. very... But this, this is the opening of the movie. We've got a pile of exposition with Toxie's voiceover. Mm-hmm. And then we've got this with more voiceover. And how what, how long do you think we're in? We're like a half hour into the movie, right? Something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. This is 30 minutes. This is where I paused and said, tomorrow, the I, rest. I had to take a break. That was exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, I don't blame you because it's just, <laughs> you know, like when I said, like he punches all those guys in the circle and then he fights them again like no you're done right and they just kept they just kept coming out of the limo yeah it was like the clown car joke but man and it it, would be funny if the scene didn't go on so fucking long it is like it's over it's exhausting there's some cool gore in there but it's Mm -hmm. forgotten because there's seen there's a lot more without the gore there's no there's no interesting fighting like the mario guy and then the other guy that gets their head cut off and they're just dancing doing little egyptian dance and some moonwalking i'm like okay we'll watch this for 30 more seconds and it's not cut fast there's like long (laughs) shots on there no no. there's several shots this is like this is like a lot of footage this is enough footage for the whole movie to have fight scenes throughout they said, like, hey, let's make it into two movies. This is a scene where it's just like, no, you make it into one movie. You, have- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. you don't have enough for two movies. You think you do, but you don't. Like, when were they sitting there going, oh, well, like, what stuff were they going, oh, we can't get rid of this. 
we can't get rid of like there's other spots in the movie that lack because yeah. they're spending all this time here well, then there's with a scene like this i just think did you just was there any footage unused at all no yeah <laughs> like 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 okay we we paid everyone we're gonna make damn sure they're in it like just fuck it man yeah. just make the movie good you've already spent your money oddly it becomes relevant but if you pay attention to our social media a few weeks ago or something we were posting a tribute memory to a movie colin and i made in <laughs> high school called the kung fu disco kings yeah people were like oh, i want to see that movie i'm gonna say that's what it is it's this <laughs> it's this it's almost it's 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 scary how no, many because th- there's sure there's a limo they're all coming out of it's just like the basement stairway <laughs> in kung fu disco movie, kings where yeah. these hillbillies just keep coming down that stairway the the kung fu disco kings thing that we made in high school in was high school. i don't know 20 minutes or something yeah. like that so the last half of the movie i don't know is just fighting over and over again and that fight that fighting that happens over and over again was still shorter than those fights <laughs> and it's on par skill wise i know that's what i when i watched it i thought if we were in high school and we had a budget this is the movie that we would be yeah. making <laughs> yeah and, and, and i texted cullen and i'm like oh my god the first half hour of this is the kung fu disco kings and you're like i Thank you, because I thought the same thing. <laughs> That's absolutely what I thought. And it, and it also upset me because I thought, okay, in high school, we would have made this. This isn't their first movie. It's no. obviously Toxic Avenger Part 2. Troma's had success up to this point. They had Toxic Avenger. They have a one Newcomb High movie at this point, and they have other classics already. Like, right. This is their big go of it, and they made this fight scene. Yeah. I, I don't blame you for stopping the movie and picking it up later. No. This like, is exhausting. Yeah. Thank you for continuing to watch it the next day. Because you have a movie's worth left after this fight scene. Yeah. That was just the first fight of the movie. Yeah. yeah. With 17 people. And <laughs> right. they pulled in like three Stooges references, like the Why I Yada and doing the Wise Guy yeah. and then stuff. I was like, oh boy. They just threw <laughs> okay. everything they thought. Like it, it was all as if they thought they were never going to make another movie again, and they had to throw everything possible there, and then had no restraint editing. In this scene, it is obviously supposed to be the triumphant return to the screen of the Toxic Avenger. That's mm-hmm. why when Toxie emerges, he comes out of the rubble and just explodes off of him. It's like, okay, like I'm here. I'm ready to kick ass. Like great, awesome. And then we see him kick ass. Like. That's too much ass. Yeah. We need less but the thing ass. That sucks is I really like the take on Toxie in this movie. This is the Toxie I always think of. Mm-hmm. You know, the, oh, shucks kind of guy with the nice voice and the creepy looking guy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's got that rare anger. Like, I vote, that's always how if I picture Toxie's that. Not in the first one, it's like, hey, everybody. <laughs> See, I, I, pre- I prefer <laughs> that. that. Like, I like the all shucks kind of Toxie. I like the awkward voice. That's yeah. What I like. But I do, I don't know, I'm cheering for him. So when he rises from the the rubble and you see that mop in the air first, you're like, there he is, there's the mop. And then, yeah. It's like, yeah, you're built to... (laughs) 20 minutes later, you stop the movie. Maybe you should have stayed hidden and waited until the limo left. (laughs) But whatever. We then see the Apocalypse Inc. meeting inside some, is it like a church? I don't know. It's the Specter headquarters. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is the biggest meeting ever. When did they add that to Tromaville? Because yeah. it was like the health club. And... I think it might be close to New York because okay. they so are. Yeah, they're in oh, Jersey, you know, so maybe. Hmm. But still, oh, don't it give is... Jersey credit for this building. Oh. <laughs> no, but it is. It the... is in Jersey, probably. But but it is the biggest meeting, and I, I don't mean like importance. I mean, what, what, what do you think? 
hundred, hundred fifty people in this meeting. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of hey, you want to be in a movie? And then too many people show up, and you're like, oh, yeah, we gotta make this look populated, but not this populated. So, but we told everybody they could be in it. All right, now feed everyone the sandwich that the fat guy sat next to all day. Right, they're taking a meeting of the five families of Apocalypse Inc. Yeah, it's not really a. It's sta- not a. It's not a mafia. It's a corporation. Right. There, there's really only like two people within Apocalypse Incorporated that seem to be important. And so five families makes zero sense. They are celebrating their successes and profits. And they all end up with some bragging about radiation and toxic waste. And one of them is Cigar Face. Yes. He's got a cameo. Them talking about all the pollution that they make. It feels like that fight scene. Like we get it. Yeah. You're yep. polluting everything. You're bad people. Yeah. And the, and like they later, the other important person in Apocalypse Incorporated, the uh, the woman, she makes a joke about how you know they're like comic book villains. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like I get it, but at the same time, there's there's clever stuff in this movie. It's just like way down by well, and overindulgence. And they talk about polluting for such a long time. I'm like sitting there, like why. Why are you doing this? You have to live on this planet too. And then eventually they mention that Apocalypse Incorporated, like they want to sell these domes yeah. to like block out the pollution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their project is going to deplete the entire ozone layer over North America by 1990. And they plan to make domes that mankind will be forced to use. And then they also want to test toxic weapons in space. <laughs> Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Ruined everything here. Let's see how we can ruin space. Stupid Mars. I'm so over you. Yeah. <laughs> you thought it was uninhabitable before. Wait till we get there. <laughs> but by the time they get to the dome thing, it's like, oh, I stopped listing like five minutes ago. They needed one guy to do one report and then tell them that like the head chairman who doesn't talk. Till like the very end, like he has nothing to brag about. He just fucking failed hard. He then tells them, as long as the Toxic Avenger lives, they will never succeed. And they need to take Tromaville because without <laughs> Tromaville, they cannot take New York. And without New York, they are an infernal failure. I'm just going to leave this to the, the floor. How does taking over Tromaville somehow lead to taking over New York? I, they have got so much toxic waste that they couldn't just run in, take, and go before Toxie gets. And we know, we know from the first one, of course, the continuity is out the window at this point. That the population of Tromaville is fifteen thousand. Why do they have to poison a town of fifteen thousand people to somehow dominate New York? Why was nobody doing stuff while Toxie was busy fighting forty-five henchmen for thirty minutes? <laughs> oh. You could have gotten a lot done. Outside the blind center during this time. They're a big company. If they're all focused on Tromaville, what were these other people in the office boardroom doing? Are they focused yeah. in other sectors of the U.S.? I don't I don't know. I, they, they say that they were poisoning the planet, basically. They don't say where they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't. We don't know what Apocalypse's reach is. Yeah. The woman from the limo, she says that they want the challenge of killing Toxie. So she recaps Melvin's transformation from the first movie, hilariously referring to it as the second reel of the first movie. That was, that was, that was good. That was that pretty was good. good fourth but, wall break, yeah. But yeah, now we're getting our second recap after an elongated <laughs> battle and a long discussion, and now they're talking about the first movie with clips from the first movie. Yeah. Yeah. So she talks about the traumatons in his body needing destroyed. She says, if they want it done right, they must turn to Japan to make an anti-traumaton. She's also really into Claire for some reason. Speaking of prunes, that girlfriend of his... <laughs> 
I would just love to shrivel up those melons of ours. Boy, I could get my hands on. And they feel they will get Toxie by buying into his Freudian psychiatrist, who now has a purpose in this movie. Yeah. I, I was just thinking about how we were recapping the entire movie. Yeah, the song tells you what happens. They tell you what yeah. happens, and she's telling you what happens. So it's and the then third recap. It's going to keep yeah. happening, which I think we'll get to with like the traumatons, how yeah. they keep explaining that, like yeah. what they do well, and their purpose. At, at and, least this time they had a name for it, and the other one they didn't have a name for it. was just like something compels them. Like, right. At this point, it's like, okay, there's been some kind of scientific research involving Toxie, and they figured out what the heck's yeah. going on with them. I, didn't, I liked that they called them traumatons. Like, I know some people might, you know, bitch about midichlorians, but this was necessary. I think <laughs> yeah, this was this much works. better than yeah. that. The first time. <laughs> this is a problem with, I don't know, like in the home video era, people had no patience or something like, because people would rent part threes and fours without having seen anything back in the day. Oh, wow. So a lot of yeah. the times, <clears throat> or they go to the movies theater and see something that was a sequel. And if you notice, like all the Friday the 13th have the end of the previous movie at the beginning yeah. because they're like, well, someone probably didn't see it. Well, well that's a Surprise, little bit- Jason showed up and killed kids. <laughs> and then right. they got him in the end, but he's back. Like that's, but like that's I give like that kind of stuff a pass because like with Friday Thirteenth like the early ones you know VCRs weren't people weren't buying right. them as much no, yeah, yeah. but by this point people but Friday Thirteenth wasn't even doing it at this point right because um, right. Jason Takes Manhattan came out and that just started and, and also the difference is in Friday the Thirteenth movies one recap the beginning of the movie three <laughs> someone minutes. might mention something about being crystal lake and really quick like somebody ha- woman hacked up her son saw them came back and it's like two seconds right it's not god how, how much of this movie is dedicated to that you know 15 what? minutes i or wouldn't more? mind it at the beginning right after the credits you show a quick recap of the first movie yeah done then you can not spend it on going back to recapping. Or maybe when the song is recapping the first movie, put the footage of that stuff happening. Right. Yeah. Instead of purple and pink and it green like and blue It was like a Saved by the Bell intro, the background, yeah. those zigzags. That's just, I'm just going to keep referencing Saved by the yeah. Bell with these movies. It's asking I don't know for why. it. <laughs> At his garden apartment, Toxie is feeling depressed about the events earlier. Claire feeds him some chicken that he seasons with Drano. Claire tries to comfort him, but he feels he should have been faster and innocent blind people are dead. His psychiatrist attributes his problem to having grown up in a single parent household with no father figure. We see a scene of Toxie taking a dump as the clouds of despair follow him everywhere. And and during this whole time, it's almost constant voiceover too with Toxie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He tells us Claire was doing her best to make him happy and we get a dance number from them. (laughs) Again, too long. And one shot. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Like, th- w- we don't need it. Th- that's what like, this movie could have been called. The Toxic Avenger 2, too long with multiple single shots. Yeah. Oh, my H- gosh. And it's not like these shots are artsy or anything that look no. good. And, and nothing happens. It's just people in front of a camera. That's it, all it is. It is a There's camera. No choreography. There's nothing. Yeah. It's a camera on a tripod. I don't even know if the camera moves at all. It might move a little bit, but not much. Do something for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah. roll. We got some daylight left. Go. Yeah. It completely, like, if you want oh. to save time in your movie, that's, cut it out. It doesn't add anything. <laughs> Did he have a bet with someone? How many times can you put, like, a musical number or a dance number in? He's like, oh, I'll do it. Watch it. His mom tries to snap him out of it, but to no use as she leaves quickly as she has too much going on, which is kind of funny. 
because his mom comes around doesn't. and just doesn't have time for him. And his mom is a completely different character this time around. She is. Yeah. It'd be one thing if it was recast, okay? But she doesn't even. You don't even. You're not even reminded of. No. She's not the same person. She's like a lot older and like fragile in the first one, right? Like right. just like yeah, she's oh. a sweet old yeah. lady. And now she's probably out going for some. I suspect she's on the prowl. Mm-hmm. That's how she she's chose to dress some, and do her hair. I, I think that's what's happening with her. She's looking for some 23-year-olds that want to learn something. That's, yes. She's a cougar well past her time. Yes. Is what she looks like. <laughs> he says he tries to check into the Betty Ford Clinic, but he didn't have enough toxic substances in his system to qualify. Take that, Liza Minnelli. Bam. <laughs> so his therapist practices some new technique, which is pretty much dry humping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he doesn't realize that she's paid off due to his depression, which he's narrating that he knows all this already, yeah. or this has already happened. It's it's really confusing his narration and storytelling. Yeah. Because like, like, it's like, are you telling us something that already happened, or are you telling us how you feel now? Like the stuff of the psychiatrist, it's pretty clear that this was supposed to do something else in this movie, but because they made it into two movies... They had to repurpose it and dick around it changed, with it. Yeah. And, that, and that's why you have Toxie's narration over the psychiatrist talking. Like, just mute her audio. How hard is that? So it you're isn't. saying she's going to come back in the third one? <laughs> she, oh. she tell, she, <laughs> yeah. no, actually, okay, now I'm looking forward to something. <laughs> she, tells his, she tells him his father, Phineas T. Junko, known as Big Mac, now lives in Tokyo, Japan. He needs to go see him in person. Claire and Toxie have a picnic where he maps out his way to Japan on her boobs, and he doesn't want to leave her, but Claire urges him to go. They then bone before he leaves. Okay, so what do you think is grosser? Toxie's talking about going to Japan over the mountains of uh, Claire's <laughs> chest, or the animal cracker scene in Apoc- Apocalypse. God, I can't... Armageddon? F- Armageddon's the, the name. The gazelle. Growl. Man, the Armageddon thing is so ridiculously funny. It is. It's cheesy bad. <laughs> but I enjoy it. <laughs> okay. But, but this is... So this one's just just kind of gross, right? right? A little bit, yep. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because it's got Toxie's dirty hands <laughs> going across her chest. And, just, and there's no mountains on the way to no. Japan, especially by the way that he goes. And no one's, no one's going, I could stay away <laughs> just to hear you breathing. I, I will say this, and I will argue with anyone that says different. The theme song to this movie is better. <laughs> then don't want to miss a thing? Exactly. <laughs> Did you know I had the soundtrack to Armageddon? And on the soundtrack, they had a Don't Want to Miss a Thing Animal Crackers version where they put in that Animal Crackers scene around a, a low-key just piano in Steven Tyler. I version. forgot about that. Oh, my God. I like, because it came out before the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I listened. I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Super I feel like gross. they played on the radio, too, and you Didn't hear they, that oh version. Oh, my God. I was You're like, like hmm? what? And it's not even like the full song. There's like no verses. Like, instead of the verses, they have him talking about animal crackers, and then they like have one about, don't go, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And that was worthy on the... You could have... There was like 15 songs on that. You could have been fine at 14. (laughs) Aerosmith already made the royalties off the one. No one's clamoring for the audio from the animal crackers. (laughs) Armageddon. Toxie then windsurfs to Japan. Because why not? Yeah. Yeah, he's Toxie. It's 
They couldn't afford a boat. That is not the least believable thing in this movie. (laughs) So it makes sense. It's like one of the things you're like, all right, yeah, sure, sure. He eats Drano. Why can't he he just windsurf to Japan? I was trying to figure out how he did it though, which route he took. Yes. (laughs) So he travels to Japan by windsurfing faster than he fights dudes at the blind center. I'll just put it there. You're right. You're absolutely right. He's excited about being half Japanese, and he says he wants to enter Tokyo. Godzilla style. Yep. He comes up from the water on the beach. And some guy apparently has a stroke or something. What was up with that one dude? Yeah, he had the inner tube and was just violently shaking by himself. Toxie's nowhere near him. Yeah. The director's like, act freaked out. Go. That'll do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. daily, he's like, ah, fuck that guy, but we're leaving it. Because they're in, they are in Japan. Yeah, yeah no, they went to Japan. I movie. wondered about that. I was like, did they just cast a whole no. bunch of, uh, okay. Now they really went to Japan. Mm. They, and there's like a law in Japan that when you make a movie, that there has to be like a certain amount of crew that are in Japan. So I think, I think it was just Lloyd Kaufman that went to to direct this part, I don't think it was. Did Hertz not go? In I don't Japan? think so. I, I, I might be wrong. I don't put <clears> me in, on on blast for this, but um, I didn't see anything on that, and my bonus features didn't were worthless. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, like the, the actual like trauma crew that they brought there was relatively small, and they hired a lot of people from okay. Japan. So if something seems kind of weird in this movie, it's because Lloyd Kaufman was directing people that didn't speak. English really well because they're Japanese. They're in their yeah. own country. Why shouldn't they be speaking? Well, yeah. When Japanese? you when you do that, you have to hire hire a crew, but you also have to follow their labor laws as well. Lloyd Kaufman said that the crew was actually like <clears throat> really great and really professional. Oh, yeah. But there, there was a <clears throat> a bit of a language barrier at times. But they worked through it, and, and this is what we got. Toxie begins looking for his father, and he's scaring people as he does so. But a waiter writes his father's name in Japanese on a cloth to help him communicate with people, and he runs into a Kabuki guy with a burger. And asks him for help, but he scares off. He wanders around some happenings and then comes across some stand selling uh, like a fish cookie thing, yeah. deep fried. They call it taiyaki. Hmm, those look good. Can I have one? One for me. What are they? Oh, very popular Japanese snack called taiyaki, in shape of fish. Oh. Oh. Mm. Mm. A girl's there and she's nice to him and she leaves <laughs> and is attacked by some woman and two guys come up and accost her during this. In broad daylight. In, in public. In public. So Toxie's traumatized. like the first movie right, yes. where a woman is just sexually assaulted. In public. <laughs> in public. This in was outdoors. Yeah. Well, they're both <laughs> out, no, they were both outdoors, remember? Because Sarah was walking down oh, the street yeah, the, the, the biker gang. Yeah, I, I was going back to attempted rape at the Mexican place. Oh, yeah. That's where I was no, going no. with that. No, but. that was a different time. The someone handyman, was... bend, bend over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, that was a different Bless time someone was sexually assaulted. Okay, I get them all. So Toxie's traumatons go off, of course, and he goes to find her and scares people off. And he, Toxie gives chase to all these goons, punching one's lights out, and then takes one of the hot taiyaki cooker thing, like where they deep fry it in, and he smashes the guy's nose and burns it into the fish shape. It's pretty good. It's good. No, it's you good couldn't effect. even you couldn't even see like where the yeah. makeup crossed into skin. Like that was really impressive. The location of the taiyaki yeah. maker or whatever, it doesn't the geography doesn't completely match up, but the effect does it, look it, awesome. It pays yeah. off fine. Yeah. He chases the woman and the fat accoster guy to into the Japanese bathhouse and then he grabs the fat guy 
throws him in this tub, blows in it, making the water boiling hot. And he dumps a basket of veggies in, some noodles, and some sauce with him. And he stirs with the mop and then announces that Shabu Shabu's available. Well, he, he speaks into a faucet that somehow turns into a microphone. Yes, I didn't right, know what that right. was. I was like, they have a mic in the little yeah. bathing well, house? It, 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 it has to be a faucet because they're everywhere. There's, there would be no reason to have 30 microphones inside a bathhouse. It has to be <laughs> right. a faucet that he speaks <laughs> yeah. into. And this is weak because it took forever and you just knew what he was doing. Yeah. And it wasn't gory or anything. It was just a guy in a hot tub. It's just an overweight guy yelling in water for a while while Toxie puts more stuff in the water. By the way, Shabu Shabu cooks in like two seconds. So everything in there would have been worthless to eat and burnt (laughs) as hell. The big dude's a little bit bigger than a small piece of meat. So it's going to take some time. Yeah. I'm more concerned with where did he find the noodles? I didn't noodles even think about the, the people vegetables. eating him. I didn't even think about the people eating him. I thought, oh, they're going to get the vegetables. He's just in there. Like, Whoa, what <laughs> yeah. eat him? It's a new twist. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is like a sequel to the opening fight scene. I was like, mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Outside, he finds the evil woman and chases her into a radio radio station. Is this what this place is? That's what I thought. Yeah. Like a news radio. I, it's a radio place. The, I, the, the guy, the, the broadcaster, he's actually... A fairly well-known person in Japan, at least at this time. Because he's featured throughout the after this. Right. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman called him the David Letterman of Japan. And I don't know if that's true, but he was at least a notable personality in Japan. So this is a, if you're in Japan, like, oh my gosh, it's that guy. But to us, it's just like, it's just some Japanese guy on a microphone. So he takes the woman and he quietly ties her up with the cabling in the back. And he says, you're going to be the first human transmitter. And he stabs her with an antenna and a little dish. And then the guy, the David Letterman of Japan, walks over to the mic and goes and like talks into her, like through her. Yeah, because his mic stops working for some reason or another. Yeah. And then he goes up to her and he's not at all phased that right. a, a stranger came in and murdered someone in the studio. Yeah. I mean, at first he didn't even hear him. He was, you know, he had his headphones on, so he didn't even notice it was going on. Sure. And then he's like, oh, hey, there's something else I can talk into. <laughs> cool, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> you turn around. Wait a minute. Someone's been brutally murdered on the air <laughs> next to me. Classic Toxie. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got a mic. I'll just you. That's fine. I got, I got a deadline. Toxie then goes on a walk with Masami, who is grateful for helping her. This is the woman that was accosted. He tells her that he couldn't help it. She agrees to help him find his father. They talk to street smart youths as she helps. Just a bunch, a bunch of twelve-year-olds dancing. Yeah. Street smart youth, and she also shows him fun stuff to do in the city and foods to eat. He says he still feels out of place, so she disguises him as a typical Japanese businessman who just looks like Toxy with a wig and glasses and a camera and a camera because stereotypes. Yep. But he's in Japan. He's not a tourist. Come on. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, he's the only person walking around with a camera in this movie. Yeah, so they didn't even do the stereotype right. (laughs) Back in Tromaville, Apocalypse Inc. has begun taking over and polluting the place. The name of the town gets changed to Apocalypseville. The people were miserable and tried to protect the town, but were powerless against the chairman chairman and goons. Toxie in Japan has no idea this is going on. The Tromaville residents begin protesting. In a park, some of the organizers are threatened by gun-toting Apocalypse Inc. guys in suits. One tells the guy, peace, and he says, well, that's the next to go. Two of the organizers leave on horseback carriage, buggy, and they stop to make out, and then Apocalypse Inc. dump truck then just runs them over. <laughs> like a Apocalypse Inc. People. takes over the park. Just... Bashes him like just. 
not worse gets hits. It's, it's so great. Like it's like the people in the, the, the carriage. It's clear when it gets hit. Those are dummies, and it's yeah. just like a dummy horse. So it's hilarious. It's just you hear that horse sound. It's collapses. It's so terrible. I was like, well, I guess I have to kill an animal in every yeah. movie. Right. It's a horse. Uh, right. The dog in the first one, it's not funny. It's just a thing that happens because they're, they're bad people and they do right. bad things. This one, I mean, they're obviously bad people for killing a horse. But it's, the way, it's just so <laughs> blunt and ridiculous. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the fish market in Japan, Masami tells Toxi his father is there in the neighborhood. And he finds his father who looks like some big business mobster guy. Yeah. Kind of, and, and they hug, and Toxie's traumatons go off, and he realizes that the evil is his father. Immediately, Masami discovers he is smuggling cocaine in fish. Big Mac kicks her over and leaves, and then Toxie and Masami follow Big Mac to his headquarters. Big Mac says it's only a small part of his business. He's more into white <laughs> slave trade. <laughs> he, and then he punches Masami in the face. Uh. <laughs> it's like... The villains from the first movie were like, oh, yeah. how much how much worse can you make these murderers? And like the drove drunk too. That's what it is. Just like, uh, cocaine, uh, whatever. I sell people in a sex race. Like, Jesus, it's terrible. <laughs> big Mac shows him his big plan to collect fish eyes to produce anti-traumatons that would break down the elements of Toxie's body and turn him into a puddle. He takes a suitcase, shows him the sample that has the Apocalypse Inc. logo on it. Big Mac leaves and his three henchmen are there to take care of Toxie. A fight ensues and Toxie beats up one guy and the others run. He catches up to them and fights on the bridge with fish nunchucks against the guys. After dispatching them, he's attacked by the alley by two guys in fat suits and wielding hooks in the shiruken type things. One of them he stomps on till he bleeds from his mouth. The others tossed into the street vendors stand. A cross-dressing dude is playing ball and cup and attacks Toxie. <laughs> they fight and he winds up shoving the ball and cup into his ass. He's then surrounded by a ninja and two kabuki men. Toxie leaves, finds a swordfish, tears off the sword end of it and fights them. Toxie grabs a starfish and flings him like ninja stars, killing him. Uh, he goes back and finds a fish with the hedge trimmer nose and kills both kabuki men with it. As he continues on, Toxie is attacked by a woman with the shiruken thing and he ends up getting one of the ends and slashing her up with it, but mainly just her clothes fall off. Women in Japan don't wear bras or underwear right. at all. And apparently that makes her <sighs> drunk or dizzy or yeah. horny or something. Yeah, it's really weird. Masami shows up with a hammerhead shark and knocks her over the head with it. Uh, during this, the radio oh, guy... That's, that's what happened. Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay. Never mind. I, I, I lost attention. I, I stopped paying yeah. attention because... Like, like the way you said it was like, this happens, and then this happens, and this happens. That's, That's how, how it, it feels. No, absolutely. Like, why the yeah. fuck are you still fighting people? Mm-hmm. Stop it. At least, I'm not going to defend this, but in the comparison of the fight in the opening of the movie, there are stakes here. There is travel. There's geography. Like, yeah. he is moving. Mm-hmm. They're changing scenery. Camera shots change. Yeah. And there's different types of weapons and fights and little gags 
timed decent enough to work at times. But the first one's just here we are in the middle of the yard. Yeah. And we'll cut to the limo with more dudes filing out of it. Repeat. And this is a little more active. And maybe it would have been better if, like, so much of this movie doesn't fucking drag. You would have been, mm-hmm. you know, more willing to put up with this happens and then this happens and this happens if the rest of the movie wasn't well, like that. Well, there's nothing that, like, we're, after 30 minutes of a fight, we have bullshit with the bad guys. And then we have a quick moment of, hey, go find your father in Japan. Okay. So then we go to find his father in Japan. And there's a little bit of build up to, like, hey, I'm in Japan. Yeah. Things are weird. He finds a father immediately. I'm a bad guy. I'm doing this. Fight. There's nothing with Toxie yeah. and Big Mac that's, oh, son, or, oh, yeah. like, there's, there's no, they don't, it's just immediately into this fight scene upon, like, yeah. that's my dad. Yeah. Like, I bet a minute and a half doesn't even go by and the fight scene has started. It's like or, in the same breath. Yeah. Like, you're my dad. <gasps> you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. <laughs> His traumatons can't go off if a person is just bad. It's when they commit the act of being bad. First movie, they would have been going off constantly. Well, he did. They did go off on the, the what is it, the dry cleaning place? And he oh, kills that little yeah. lady. Yeah, that is that lady. And people are like, why would part. they get her? She's so sweet, but she was yeah. like. But then he should have sensed his dad was bad before he even walked up and hugged him. Did she have a slavery? Was she the one that was trading she, people yeah, she to was the white Big slaver. Mac? Yep. 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 So there you go. He's always going to keep throwing these in the movies, isn't he? Yeah, they're all connected. For whatever reason, um, white slavery, cross dressers, and fat dudes. Yes. For some reason. I'm not asking this dad thing to be Coco. <laughs> but I want a little more with it if you're building me up to this, you know? That's right. Like, <laughs> pull me into your movie, please. Because I, 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 that's the the prestigious version of what they're telling here. But give me something. Don't just say build me up to your dad to just. And the dad's not even involved in the fight scene for the longest time. Yeah. Quote unquote, dad. I, I know how this movie ends, but right now. That's as far as we at. know, it's yeah. his dad. Yeah. During this, d- Japanese David Letterman is interviewing this guy, and they're eating bugs. The naked woman falls on him, and they catch up to Big Mac, who shares with him and the whole town watching one of his accidents, a fish-headed guy who attacks Toxie. Okay, this is interesting, right? Yeah. Another Toxic Avenger yeah, thing. What they could have done was... Introduce him fucking earlier. Yeah. Make him make him like a villain or something. That would have been God. awesome. Cut out all the other bullshit and just have him fight the fish-head dude, right? Yeah. Or how's this? He goes to find his father. His father is the fish-head dude, so they've got the mutated <laughs> relation. <laughs> He's like done that. Like a plot? Yeah. Like something that makes sense? <laughs> like, jeez. This movie... It's obvious they came up with a lot of this movie. At four hours, it's obvious you came up with most of this on the fly. You had an outline. (laughs) You went off the outline a lot, and you came up with four hours edited of footage, and then said, I have to make two movies of this. Couldn't decide what to cut. If they had an idea of what they wanted to do, they wouldn't have come back with a four-hour movie. Granted, most movies, their first cuts, summer blockbusters are probably like four hours, four and a half hours, and they trim them down. If they would have made this into one two-hour movie and just cut out all the fat and bullshit. Like, if they just would have not even done the... Hour and 15 minutes. Well, like... It, if you combine two and three, maybe? Well, yeah, that's, those, that's okay, what I'm saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just make one fucking good movie. <laughs> and then it would have it would have been great. Uh, you, they could have made this two hours. I think they could have cut out... Maybe just all the Japan stuff? Maybe that would have been enough. I don't know. It's not like Troma is a stranger to home video. That was their bread and butter. And they know different editions, even in the VHS era, would sell. So you make your movie here, you got all this damn footage left, and you're like, let's make a different edition. We have footage to make another movie out of, and we could make some bullshit that people would buy. But let's make a good movie first. 
Yeah. Like, do it later. And I, I, I know we, we've said a few times, uh, they should have done this, they should have done that. And like, he's like, oh, you know, it's money morning quarterback shit. But yeah. you know what? Fuck them. They're professionals. <laughs> they should know better. This is not money morning quarterback. This is obvious. Someone in 1989 would have said this. Yeah, like as they were editing, they should have looked at this. If they would have taken oh this God. to anybody in New York that was editing for anything, like television, yeah. PBS, anything, movies, they would have said the same thing. The like, guy who edits for Donahue would have been like, yeah, <laughs> fucking cut it down, man. Like, like, it sucks to cut out all the Japanese footage, but you, if you want to make your fucking money back, make a good movie. Stuff mm-hmm. that matters in Japan equals maybe 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, that's Tokyo Tower. Like, we don't fucking care. They went to Japan just to go to Japan. If you want to no. make Japan, you should have got to Japan a lot quicker. I think... And if I'm misquoting this, I apologize. But I believe when they were writing this, it kind of fell into the trap a lot of movies make when they make a sequel. Is it's basically the same movie again, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, "All right, if we're gonna make the same movie again, let's at least do it in Japan." Mm-hmm. That's why all the Japanese stuff is in here. But this didn't even feel like the same movie again. It it no no like there's kind of that vibe with you have um, to look deep for like callbacks and maybe they weren't even intentional it was just because they were making the same kind of movie just the cross dressers and yeah. the right. usual <laughs> right well and then go-tiers. he has like that relationship with uh uh what's her name the the japanese woman wasami yep. when i watch it i think are they like it's something gonna happen there <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's clear is there gonna be a problem when he gets home mm-hmm. right and it doesn't happen at all no also why did an old lady voice this woman? Oh man, yeah. Isn't it terrible? Like she's clearly a young woman, but hey, you must do this, Toxie. Like, what the fuck are you trying to ah? This fish headed guy comes out. I'm like, sweet. He's spewing shit all over, he's attacking Toxie. They fight a little, but Toxie turns him into sashimi really quick. As soon as he's been introduced, he's gone. Yeah. He's as good as the guy in a ninja suit that shows up and but that didn't even need to be in the movie. Yeah. They could have just, if they're not going to use it, just pull it out. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an hour and 48 minutes of a movie. Cut some fat. Yeah, I could have fought him a little bit longer, not those other dudes with the cross dresser with the ball in the cup game. And Right. It, right. Yeah. Like one or the other would have would have been better. Yeah. Big Mac tells him he can't win and calls him Smelvin. His dad. <laughs> takes off his clothes and transforms himself into a sumo wrestler. He says he's he's the Big Mac with cheese. <laughs> they fight in front of it. We were all thinking it, right? right? I mean, well, they I, just, you know, they were on the nose, but. I, I like it, but I also like, I like it because of his voice, like, I'm the Big Mac with cheese. <laughs> yes, I, I do like that a lot. Uh, what a toxic head trip. I am the Big Mac. I am the big cheese. You might say that I am the Big Mac with cheese. (laughs) They fight in front of everyone in the street. Mac gets tossed onto one of the fish tables, and a happy guy keeps chopping his fish up (laughs) and into... Because he has no peripheral vision? No. Yeah, and he's chopping up Big Mac, and the anti-traumaton vial ends up flying out and bursting on the street in front of Toxie. At a sumo gym, Masami (laughs) rehabilitates... We just cut right there. Masami rehabilitates Toxie through remedies and sumo training. Toxie lets the sumo leader know he is unworthy and feels bad for killing his father. He then says goodbye to Masami. He takes with him patience and tolerance. Make the first move. And then 
This movie continues. <laughs> There's more movie. Back in Tromaville, Apocalypse Inc. has been taking total control of everything and everyone. Toxie sails on back, returning to Tromaville. Claire plays the accordion at home as a group of Apocalypse Inc. women in hazmat suits show up outside and then take them off. And they look like a bunch of street hookers. Trashy, I think we yeah. can safely say that, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. We're in... Like the, the low-budget glow knockoffs. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty good. They enter the house. Claire thinks it's Melvin, then realizes it's not him. The Freudian psychiatrist is one of them, and she fondles Claire. Claire screams for Melvin. He shows up in a sumo diaper with his mop, and he and Claire fight and spank all the women out of their home. <laughs> Claire knees the psychiatrist in the crotch. I don't think that's a psychiatrist. I think that's the only other person in Apocalypse ink that oh, I thought the psychiatrist anything. was there. Well, she's there, yeah. but the one that she throws on the bed, I think no, I know. That's the that's the main evil woman from uh, Apocalypse Inc. Yes. Oh, okay. That's the one that, that she breaks her nail. Yes. Oh, okay. Fighting. Right. Okay. Like, like the one that clearly has a thing for Claire. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. will will not shut up about it. Like I I would say most of her dialogue is just her talking about what she wants to do to Claire. Okay. But I, I do. Did, and I remember there's that, that short one that's like really like fun. Mm. Like she stands out. She's super like muscular. Really weird. Yeah. yeah, she's super <laughs> muscular and weird. Yeah. I, I do like that Claire says, I'm going to break you in half like a fucking wishbone. I do like that in the fight. Uh, when Melvin's taking the girls out, one's like, Melvin, let's talk about this. Like, oh, hey, come on. We can we can work this out. No, not a big deal. Like, I what? think that was no just like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just acts like a bouncer. Like, let's just cool off for a second. <laughs> Toxie begins cleaning up Tromaville. The citizens support him. He takes all the Apocalypse Inc. signs and stickers down. He beats up goons. The chairman decides if he can't own Tromaville, he'll destroy it. Which means there's more movie. Right. (laughs) No cliffhanger, folks. He then summons his henchman, the Dark Rider, and orders him to crash a motorcycle full of nitroglycerin into City Hall, which this part for a brief second gets me back in the game when I hear the Dark Rider, Mm -hmm. and then you see him coming up and it's just a a dude on a fucking motorcycle. He's not anything special. He's just in black with a helmet. Yeah. Oh, cool. And also, like, this is our final confrontation, our final battle, whatever you want to call it. And it's with a character that isn't introduced until the last 15 minutes of the movie. But and they say, like, we're supposed to know it. So I get like, oh, the Dark Rider. Yeah. I'm, Wait, who's the fucking Dark Rider? No, and, he just showed up. That's And this Dark Rider stuff, it's clear, 1,000% clear <laughs> that this is happening at the former blind people facility. It's yeah. clear that's where it, where it happens because the limo from the beginning of the movie is here too. So they just took something that was supposed to be in the beginning of the movie, put it on the, uh, the end of their movie. Yeah, they showed the same clip too, didn't they? This, the guy and the girl in the limo. Yes, like, yeah. They, like, she's wearing the same fucking hat at the beginning of the movie. Well, and there's so much narration and dubbing that you just know this was not the story from before. Absolutely. Like, the Star Rider stuff is forced in here well, it's like, to what, fit and no, it's like, it's absolutely like, what footage do we have? How can we try to make this make some kind of sense and end our movie? And you know what's bad? Like, at this point in the movie, I'm, I'm like, in this part, this upcoming scene, and I've completely forgot we even went to Japan. Like, it's yeah. changed course that yeah. much and feels so much like we started over again. Yeah. How many well, bad guys have been in the movie? Right. Right. And, and, and extra feels like we're starting over again because they play, it don't mean a thing, and if it ain't got that swing again. Yeah. <laughs> 
Nitrogen oh. fight. So Toxie realizes if he accomplishes this, there will never be a Toxic Avenger Part 3. And at this point, I might be on the Dark Rider's side. <laughs> Go blow up Tromaville. Blow, blow, blow up the, uh, the city, city hall. hall, which will somehow blow up Tromaville. With no city hall, you can't have a city. Or right. halls. Toxie stops a cab and then has a driver chase the motorcycle while in the back with a senior citizen couple. The chase is on and the fare and the cab is rising. There are some there's some awesome auto explosions during this. And in here the couple bitches about their anniversary. Fifty year anniversary. Some celebration with this thing. During the chase, the Dark Rider slides under a semi. How he didn't explode when he did that, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, where's the nitro? He's not carrying that anything. That shit can't shake, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's literally a guy on a motorcycle. He's not carrying anything. Uh, it's in his jacket. I didn't even think about that. I just kept thinking longest chase scene <laughs> ever. It certainly feels that way. And there's a few highlights, like you said, like the car explosion. Cool mm-hmm. explosions. And when he slides under the semi and then the taxi the cab. The taxi cab gets the top roll, like pull off of it. Right. That's pretty. That was fun. I liked that. I think yeah. it was just every time they kept cutting back to the nagging couple, like, you're not going to well, take me to a There's a lot of repetitive footage of chasing yeah. too that's used over and oh, over. Oh, yeah. yeah. They keep oh. going by the same tree. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> oh, It's a Flintstones cartoon that you have to save money. Yeah. And the cab and a red station wagon end up colliding headfirst and exploding. Like, really be like, right, like, where was... I just like, okay, they couldn't avoid each other. Only two cars like, on the road. Exactly. They barely touch. And it looks totally staged. <laughs> like, it's not like, no, oh, sh- like, it's... It was kind of a country road. It wasn't even like right. a si- in the city at that right. time, really, right? It was like the woods around right. a little bit, so mm-hmm. could have went to the ditch and avoided it, but no. Nope. Yeah, well, it was. I think it was an Apocalypse Incorporated car, I think. It was red. It was red. There was a big awkward sign on the front like, of the car. Were, yeah, there was yeah. a sign on it, too, that, yeah. That, I think that's how the Dark Rider was able to jump over that cart, ramped over yeah. it with I was like, sign. oh, he has a ramp sign? But it still looked like the sign was exactly flat. flat. Yeah, and I'm like, well, it does. He ramped oh. over, and I expected I expected the cab was going to ramp over it, too. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No, it <laughs> The cab driver manages to get out fine, and Toxie and the old couple are just there, too. <laughs> Like tag crispy after after an enormous explosion. <laughs> Toxie, everyone is fine. Everyone's no, fine. Toxie. Toxie takes note of the large fare on the cab, tells the couple happy anniversary, and heads out to find Dark Rider. He goes to a dock where he finds a hovercraft. <sighs> And is immediately back on Dark Rider's tail. Like, immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm behind him. The next shot. Toxie gets out of the hovercraft, jumps at Dark Rider as he crashes into a garage, and it explodes. <laughs> so, Toxie was trying to stop this guy from blowing up. What did the guy do? What did the guy do? Well, it wasn't Town Hall, I think. He blew up. <laughs> but if you blow up, nothing happens. We just learned that from the old people, right? Right. Although it was yeah. a different explosion. Dark Rider lives to ride another dark. <laughs> right. I guess that explosion with the cars, that's gasoline, and the Dark Rider has nitroglycerin. Oh, so, true. Okay. That's how it's different. Right. Yeah. But Tromaville's happy, celebrating. <laughs> An old man with a plaid suit and a Teddy Roosevelt mustache shows up. So you're the Toxic Avenger. The one and only. It's hard to believe that you were ever my little Melvin. Big Mac! <laughs> I don't believe it! Mildred! It's a Oh. It is a miracle. I had given up faith that I would ever find you again. Dad, if you're you, 
Who was that I killed in Japan? Was it a big guy, kind of ugly? He was smuggling cocaine inside of tuna fish. That's Big Mac Bunko, not Junko. Former con man. I've been mistaken for him more than once. He's ruined my credit rating with Visa and MasterCard. I'm glad to know of his demise. Well, Dad. Everyone is super duper happy. The chairman and his girl end up trying to bolt town. Toxie then narrates a little close out, and that's it. It's the end. He's got a trailer shot at the end where he's... Hold on. And it says, this is not the end. And I go, dear God. And then I was like, oh, they mean for three. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's more? Yeah. And Toxie does meet his real father for two seconds and the movie's over. Right. I just want some Toxie dad stuff, man. That's what I'm looking, you know, that's, I guess I'm looking for that. All and nothing happened in this movie. Stuff's resolved, but I don't give a shit that it got resolved. The only thing I'm resolved, happy about is they've, found someone to put the end credits up that's about at this point there were a lot of explosions though so yeah, you think, did Kaufman cool have explosion. like a guy he's like look i got a guy great deal we got to put him in yeah yeah I, this movie is exhausting that's an accurate description of yeah. this movie well it is exhausting we know because jessica <laughs> stopped it i had to stop i was like and i can sit through pretty much anything i, if I you feel like if you weren't on a deadline reason, you probably would have stopped it another day but like all right we're watching this in 30 minute increments that's true. Yeah. I forget when I would have stopped it the second time because I was like, you got to be kidding me. She'll be starting Toxic Avenger 3 tonight in 10 minute increments. <laughs> I might have, well, is it? Oh, I'll wait for that. I remember one thing about the Toxic Avenger and you can pretty much gather what that is if you look at the poster for the third one. You're like, okay, I remember that. But I literally remember, I don't want to say it's more forgettable than this. It might be. Is it as painful? Like, come on. Um, oh no, I don't like the um. I don't know. I don't know if it's worse. Well, I'm Maybe already invested. I'm invested. I want to know what happens. I want Toxie's story carried out. When did they actually call him Toxie for the first time? It's in this movie. Did it's they in, say yeah, it? They said in this yeah. movie. Or yeah. it, it may I think like they just kept saying the Toxic Avenger. Is it, is it only Simpson Toxie? I don't know. I think it, I don't no, know. might know because because I was waiting for them to say it, but did he kept saying I'm Melvin. I don't know. I think someone else. Does, does Claire call him Toxie? Or she call Claire him calls him Melvin. Melvin. His mom calls him Melvin. He doesn't really have any friends. Is that just like a he Lloyd had a business Kaufman card thing? that says the Toxic Avenger? Well, the fourth <laughs> film is titled Citizen Toxie, so we right. know by then at least it's in the title. Is that maybe what they did with the? Toxic Crusaders well, to be friendly to kids. The, like, the, 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 Toxic. Oh, yeah. The third one is the Toxic Avenger 3, The Last Temptation of Toxic. Toxic. So there we go. <laughs> so at least there, that's the first time we I thought I it. heard it in this I one. I thought it was. I thought I heard it when I was watching. I but, was waiting for it. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember. Just Melvin and the Toxic Adventure. But, but they could have, because I... No, I know. You know, it, it's it's a difficult movie to pay attention to. So yeah. maybe they did. Maybe it, they didn't. It tries your patience. You know what my favorite line of the entire movie was, and I forgot all about it. So at the very beginning, before the fight scene, <laughs> when you were when, still invested in yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, yeah. all right, what's going on? When the PUS driver drops off the package, he gets out of the limo, mm-hmm. and the bad guy goes, "Get a receipt." <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is gonna be so great. Oh. I think. There's, there's a couple of favorite lines in here. My first favorite line is when Toxic Avenger meets his fake dad. And he turns and he goes, Melvin, my son, my boy. I love that. They had fun with that, yeah. And the in the park when uh, Apocalypse Inc. is trashing Tromaville and they 
talked to this old homeless woman and the chairman, one of like four lines he has in this movie, who's supposed to be the main fucking bad guy in it. Mm-hmm. He quotes Shakespeare to this woman. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. Shakespeare. <laughs> Fuck you. David Mamet. I love that joke, but I also love that woman didn't understand how to quote someone audibly. So she just kept saying, fuck you, David Mamet. She mm-hmm. didn't fucking get it at all. So Lloyd Kaufman directing her had to yell it at her how to say it and she would repeat it back. So that's why uh, when she says, fuck you, and it cuts to the chairman, and then it cuts back to her saying David Mamet. That's funny. Oh, yeah. That is funny. As funny as the joke. There was another homeless, homeless people are funny, but when they go back to <laughs> Tromaville and like the one guy has the fresh bread and like puts it in front of her face and beats the homeless people with it. Like, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's kind of mean. Yeah, Michael J. White was pissed at those people. Yeah. And he was a bright he was a bright spot in this movie. Like his just fighting was right. awesome. Well he's got charisma. He's got screen but I mean that's why he's become somebody, but I Yeah, mean, absolutely. Was, and he wasn't in enough. There were more smelly dead fish in there than there were in the entire Tromaville City Council. Now comes the point in the episode where we rate the movie we just watched. As we are cult cinema cavalcade, we keep things nice and toxy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we our ratings are as follows: Stay with your family, which means, like Claire, you'll stay in Tromaville while Toxie goes to Japan. Converted, which means, like Masami, you'll help out Toxie find his father. You're you're down for that? Or drink the Kool Aid, which means you liked Toxic Avenger Part Two. So Jessica, how do you rate Toxic Avenger Part Two? I think I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> I, I appreciate seeing it, but just yeah, I'm gonna stay home. I've never had so much trouble getting through a movie before. Just focusing. if you hadn't, if you had say watched it, said oh, I should watch Toxic Avenger. I've heard of that. Something you watch the first one, and then you move on to the second one. You don't have to pay for it. It's like on a streaming service or something. To watch and on your own. Would you have finished the Toxic Avenger Part Two? I would have stopped and got high and then finished it. Probably. Mm. I mean, whatever. A lot. I think. Or just stopped it and just said. <laughs> I Whenever I get back to it and yeah. then never get back to it. To be fair, a lot of trauma's base are people that are high. So yeah. you're in, I don't want to say you're in good company, but you fit in. I like <laughs> the silly stuff, but I don't know why. I was just, I was mad after the first 30 minute fight scene. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Sorry. I'm getting a little hateful. It's okay. That's it's a Toxic Avenger part two. <laughs> <laughs> Brings out the best. <laughs> Colin. Uh, uh, there's, uh, there's some good stuff in this. There absolutely is. There's elements of a movie that could have been good if they chose to make that good movie. Instead, they chose to make more money and made it into two movies, which sucks and is unfortunate. And I think if they had just made one good movie that their longevity, I don't want to say their longevity because trauma is still around, but I think it would be easier to get funding if they just would have said, we're just going to make one good movie, we'll make it two hours, and then... That's it. Whatever happens with the rest of the footage, too bad. It's just done. They, they could have ended this movie with 
still do all the Japan shit, whatever. And he comes back and he saves Claire. Okay, I can get behind that. And then, I don't know, he threatens the chairman, like, get out of town or something like that. And then it's everyone celebrating, like, great, you, you kicked him out of town, you scared him, whatever. And that would have been fine. Just cut out all that fucking Dark writer stuff. And then you see, like, oh, he meets his dad, it ends. And that would have been, I don't know if a satisfying ending, but it, it wouldn't have dragged out the movie even more than it's been dragged out. And that wouldn't have, wouldn't have saved it, but Jesus would have helped anything to help this fucking movie would have been great. I can't tell I'm a little frustrated with it. I hate to say it, but I think I do stay with my family on this. And I, I hate to say that because I do love, I love Toxie, but sweet Jesus. <laughs> Brandon, how do you rate the Toxic Avenger part two? Surprise, I stay with my family as well. It's exhausting to watch. There's like good stuff here and you can pick it out, but it's not worth sitting. I mean, if you're really, if you have to watch every one of them, then you're going to watch every one of them. But just be forewarned that this is trying your patience and then it taunts you with another one to come after it. There's a good version of this movie somewhere and, and they look like they had fun filming it. It means they probably weren't challenging themselves as much and they're just screwing around and it shows. There's a lot of, there's nothing, there's stuff that I may, not that I need prestige out of trauma, but I need some sense of competency that's there. And I would say if you wanted it in Japan that bad, that movie needs to be about Japan. This movie's not about Japan. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a meander almost halfway through the movie. And what you need to have is like, the, you like Apocalypse Inc., you like Japan, you're trying to find something. You need to have... Apocalypse Inc. introduce himself in Act 1 in some sort of way, and that leads Toxie to going to Japan. Then we don't see anything from Tromaville. We we get a whole Japan story, build up this fake father thing, and then the end of this movie, because you know you have a third movie because you shot four yeah. fucking hours, he comes back and everything's gone to shit, and you're cliffhangered into that third one. Yeah, you show hardly any of the Apocalypse stuff at all. You don't. Yep. But but you you show just enough to show that something is going on and that he's being manipulated through his psychiatrist. That's you could, something. You can mm-hmm. have a, like a slow reveal of the father while he's in Japan. We think he's this good guy. And then he leaves and we, we follow the father in a scene yeah. where he communicates over to America with the Apocalypse Inc. people and the psychiatrist. <clears throat> and you're like, oh, he's getting fucked over. You're, you're talking about shooting different stuff. I'm just talking about using the shit they already right, have. Right. That's true. Like if they would have just done like what we had just mentioned. Yeah. Fucking awesome with what you had. And then you can just make your. Yeah. If the third one all about saving trauma villain. Right. That'd yeah. been great. I've been fine with that. I wonder if someone out there has taken this movie and just trimmed it down to what you need so you can just yeah. watch the second one in twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well and I why and I've wondered about that. If you could just take what part two and three and then make some kind of sensible good movie out of it. Mm-hmm. But you can't unless you get the raw footage because Toxie's voiceover is constant through this fucking movie. And this was the movie where I realized that a narrator-heavy movie, that there were problems with the story. Yeah, yeah. And this is how they're stitching it together. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And the third one, surprise, same kind of thing, where it's just Toxie explaining everything to you. Easy fix. The scene at the beginning when the guy goes and blows up the home, and he kills him, and then the construction guy. Mm Mm-hmm. The limo drives off after that. <laughs> yeah. None of that fight happens except those first two guys. This is immediately a better movie. Because it makes it a mystery. Mm-hmm. Like, who the fuck are those people? Why did this happen? And yeah, just. In Japan, he meets his dad. His dad's like, fuck you. Those three guys are left with him. He beats yeah. them. He fights his dad. 
Yeah. Oh, and and by the <laughs> and by the way, those anti-traumatons didn't do shit. Yeah, they talked to and the sumos did something. Like he 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 gets knocked out or whatever from him, but that's right. that's it. He goes back to the gym where it all started and he gets his little kumbaya and that would goes be, home. That'd be awesome if he goes back to the Tromaville gym and like centers himself <laughs> and gets back to his roots. Yeah. I'd much rather watch that. That's why I was like, oh, at least he's going to a gym. That's great. <laughs> Get this man a mop, send him home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and instead of the Dark Rider, maybe then you could bring out some of the characters from the limo. Like they are the, the biggest guys. Like that's who you have to defeat to win or, or, or yeah know. yeah you have like those people like coming out of the limo and he fights that shit at the end maybe we're like oh he's back we gotta take him down right i don't know but seems better these are the goons that are protecting the apocalypse inc just have the chairman just say this isn't over i'm gonna get you or something you know more than just 15 minutes of dark rider bullshit yeah. Yeah, the movie, like that's what you said, they, he leaves Japan and it keeps going. Minimum. If it would have gone from Japan to all the people like him, you know, again, like defending Claire, maybe not even having that shit in there. Maybe just going from that to his arrival in Tromaville and everyone's happy and the real deck gets introduced, that would have felt a lot better. Or Sarah comes back <laughs> and she's in charge. Like, don't you typecast me because I got older. Yeah. Maybe, she, maybe she just didn't want to do it. She read Five the script years and was older. like, no. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how that happened. I don't know why they hired this woman to, to play Claire. I know that like how, like her look and the accordion stuff, that was just her thing. That was just her as a person. Mm-hmm. And they incorporated that into the movie. <sighs> it doesn't add anything. And the first one had a love story. I felt something for those two. This time, like, I don't fucking care about their relationship or any of that. It's yeah. just like, she's weird and he's a mutant. Okay. I like the song Toxic Lover, though. That was like playing when all those bad girls were mm-hmm. trying to jump Claire. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That yeah. was, I was just looking for any Reaching for bit anything. of joy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, there's that and there's the theme, which are it's fucking awesome. Whereas the first one, I mean, there weren't a lot of songs in them, but they were memorable and fun. This is mm-hmm. just, there's the main theme. And if you're paying attention, you can hear yeah, that they, song. Yeah. I used to said, Jessica. And other than that, it's... It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Like, like since we recorded the last one, I've been listening to those four songs from the first movie <laughs> over and over again. And this, like, I've listened to the, the, the theme from the second one. Other than that, it's just fucking forgettable. It sucks. That could be the name of this movie. Toxic Avenger 2. It's forgettable, and it sucks. <laughs> but now, Toxie was back home. And I wasted no time. I immediately set about cleaning up Tromaville. The good citizens rallied to support me. On the next episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade, we'll be discussing The Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie, also from 1989. Also, also, Jessica returns for that as well, we think, we hope. (laughs) I'll be here. You'll be. <laughs> so we appreciate your coming back timing time, subscribing, liking, and listening, and we appreciate Jessica for being on. Thanks for having me. And like one of Toxie's fellow New Jersey natives said, you're halfway there. <laughs> <sighs> we look forward to next time, but first, stay tuned to the trailer for The Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last Temptation of Toxie, the trailer that actually First, 
there was the theatrical smash hit, The Toxic Avenger. Then came the second theatrical smash hit, The Toxic Avenger Part 2. And now, people of Tromaville, The Toxic Avenger's back. The Toxic Avenger Part 3. The Last Temptation of Toxie. There it is! Yes, the first superhero from New Jersey returns. He's looking better than ever. He's fighting better than ever. He's just better than ever. So this is your big, beautiful love machine. He is hot. The Toxic Avenger Part 3. Three times the action. Three times the evil. Three times the mind-boggling, eye-popping special effects. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. And I am going to waste your the Toxic Avenger is torn between his low-paying job as a superhero and the diabolical temptations of wealth. $357,000. Power. And owning a condominium. Listen, I don't care if she's 80. If she doesn't have the rent at the end of the month, I want her out of there. Will Toxie join the forces of evil? Will his blonde, blind, beautiful, buxom, bimbo girlfriend regain her sight? Will the devil turn our favorite hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength back into a 98-pound nerd? Find out in The Toxic Avenger Part 3. Starring Phoebe Legere, Ron Fazio, and John Altamura. Screen, the Toxic Avenger Part 3. The Last Temptation of Toxie. Don't touch that dial. Thank you for listening to Cult Cinema Cavalcade, part of the Creative Zombie Studios Network. For press opportunities, advertising opportunities, and more information on Cult Cinema Cavalcade, contact mail at cultcinemacavalcade.com. Produced by Brad Shoemaker. Edited by Brandon Peters. Narration by Rebecca Peters. Theme song Pink Baby by Happy Elf appears courtesy of the freemusicarchive.org network. The film and music featured in this episode are part of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Join us again in two weeks for a new episode of Cult Cinema Cavalcade.
I think that's even farther than Tromaville is to New York. Claire, I don't want to leave you. Melvin, if you don't go to Japan and find your daddy, you're never going to be happy. Don't worry about me, Melvin. I'll be all right. I'll be here loving you the whole time. Remember, Melvin, I love you. you be so sure? My skin tingles all over whenever I'm near you. And I get little hot sensations all over my body. And sometimes my mouth gets dry. Yeah, that could just be a biochemical reflex. Oh, no, Melvin. It's love, believe me. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep because I'd miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. 